again and welcome to another Cricket Scotland podcast. I'm Jake Perry. As we heard on last week's edition, there's been no let-up in training for Scotland's cricketers over the winter, with a training camp in Lamanga, the current port of call for the men's squad. But there's been other news this week too, and just before they headed off, I spoke to the man at the centre of it, George Munsey. After that memorable half-century in the win over England in 2018, 2019 proved to be something of a breakout year for the 27-year-old, whose particular blend of power and innovation at the top of the order has brought franchise leagues from across the world to his door. Fresh from another session in the Nets at MES the other day, that's where our conversation began. George, great to see you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. And, uh, well, there's only one place we can start this chat, really, and that's with the uh, Everest Premier League in Nepal. The announcement this week of your signing for Pakara Rhinos alongside Chris Gale. Um, the prospect of you and Gale opening up the innings is a is a tantalising one, to say the least. Um, what are your thoughts about it all? Uh, look, it's a really exciting opportunity to go to Nepal, visit uh, another amazing country, um, Looking, looking at Chris Gale himself, he's a, he's a very well experienced cricketer. Uh, he's been around for a long time, and I just can't wait to go out there, just see what he does, um, try and learn as much as I can, and and take anything I see that could really help me move forward in in my game. And of course, the prospect of playing Nepal as well, well known for its huge audiences and kind of cricket mad fans. What's that going to be like? Yeah, it's going to be different. Obviously, um, you know that day uh, versus England, we had five thousand. That felt felt like a, uh, a packed out crowd. But going going across to Nepal and having playing in front front of about thirty thousand to forty thousand, it's going to be a it's going to be a great experience. I think um, Nepal as a country, they love their cricket. Um, when you look at their their big players like uh, Sandeep and Paris, they they have a massive following. So I can't wait really to get out there and uh, to meet them all and and uh, showcase what I can do in front of them. Bit of a sneak preview before Scotland head out there for Cricket World Cup League Two as well. Exactly, and that's one of the things. Um, the great things about travelling travelling around playing T Twenty cricket is you get to go play on different surfaces and learn learn how to adapt. And it's it's a great opportunity for for me. And I know Costa did it last year, and I've been chatting to him a little bit about uh, what to expect on the pitch. And it's just another great uh, experience and opportunity to go uh, to go seek it out. As you just hinted there, you're one of that small but growing band of, of Scotland cricketers who are playing playing franchise cricket. Um, your most recent experience was in the T10 League in Abu Dhabi where you were on, alongside Andre Russell and Darren Sammy and so on. How important is it to get experience like that into the Scotland setup as well as the value it gives you in the development of your own game? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's very important that we, we learn as much as possible from each other. Um, not only just uh, from from us as playing in these tournaments and with the with the people we're playing with like Darren Sammy or, or Andre Russell, but we're bringing everything home is is the key thing. So um, we look to learn as much as possible and share that as a group. And I think Cloudy was one of the first ones that actually started that because he went out and played in the uh, the Afghan Premier League all those years ago, mm. and um, he brought up, brought back a lot of useful information and. Um, we certainly have grown and developed off all these experiences with Costa and Claudia and myself. And uh, I think it's not too long till even more uh, Scottish cricketers are, are looked at for these tournaments. And what did you make of the whole T10 thing out in Abu Dhabi? Was that your first experience of that format? Um, it, yes, definitely my first experience. It was um, definitely eye-opening. I think I think any way to, to get cricket into countries and just to... Um, grow the game where, wherever possible and sometimes shorter format especially you know something we can look at in Scotland with the, all the difficulties with weather 
and whatnot. It could be another way to just keep um, bringing in the games to making sure that kids keep playing it and stuff like that. I think my biggest my biggest learnings from it is, uh, you know, <laughs> there's no time to think. You've got to go out and perform. And I think um, I didn't have the, the tournament I hoped for. I had a, a good first game, but then the second game I really struggled. And uh, it just puts a lot of pressure on you, more pressure than T20. And I think that's just only going to benefit you in the, in the long run. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how Forfarshire fare in the uh, the European Cricket League as well, which is T10 format, of course, as well. No, exactly. And I think um, I'll probably be expecting a few texts from them as well to, to get my thoughts on that. But uh, it certainly it certainly enhances the skills of both bat and ball and probably more ball, um, definitely, in the T10 format. So all of this has come um, on top of what's been a, a really exceptional season for you. Um, both domestically and and internationally, ended up with the Batter of the Year award at the Cricket Scotland Awards and the ESPN Crick Info Associate Batting Performance of the Year for your your one two seven against the Netherlands. Tell me about that amazing innings and uh, your your year as a whole with Scotland. Uh, yeah, obviously it's a very good year for myself. Um, I do I do look at where I could have done better. I look at my the, my one-day performances and, I, and I'd like to see a bit more consistency there. So that's something I'm, I'm working really hard towards. But, you know, I really enjoy T20 cricket and I love the way the game's moving and uh, it's certainly my favourite format. I think that day on a whole um, is going to last a long time in my uh, memory because, you know, batting with Costa is always a great experience, but to put on 200 with your mate at the other end is, uh, is a good feat. And... Um, I look forward to uh, hopefully many, many years of doing that with them. And a huge part of last year, of course, was the qualification for the forthcoming men's T20 World Cup. That was the main objective, objective achieved, not without maybe a little scare or two along the way. Um, what are your memories of the of the qualifying tournament? Well, we wouldn't be Scottish if uh, if it didn't go smoothly. Um, no, look, it was it was very much job done. Um, it was a, it was a good it was a good year for Scottish cricket. Um, There's lots of ups and lots of downs, but uh, you know when it came to the crunch the crunch game, all those hours practicing, um, we managed to get over the line. And you know that's that's something I'm seeing a lot more with this team. It's it's a team that's uh, just keeps growing, keeps learning, keep de- keeps developing, and we're not far away from getting these consistent performances to uh, start winning these tournaments convincingly and, and the World Cricket League and, and everything else. You played in 2016, the last time Scotland appeared at the, the World T20. How different a prospect do you think Scotland is these days from uh, from back then? Um, well, if you look at the group as a, as a whole, we've got a very similar senior core. Um, I think, you know, we've got we've got a few few youngsters coming in and, and pushing pushing us uh, pushing our places and you know that's it. the big difference I see is the depth in the squad I think uh, if you look back then we had probably 12 or 13 uh, 14 guys that were really pushing for the 11 and now I look and there's you know 17 18 19 guys pushing for the 11 places to get on the park let alone a squad so I think what you'll you'll see now is is some really um, big performances in regional cricket and club cricket really pushing pushing the boundaries and uh, trying to find a find a seat on that plane to the to the World Cup. I mean, a lot of water has flowed under the bridge, I guess, since 2016 as well. And um, that win against Hong Kong, the, the huge kind of monkey off the back in, in tournament play. I mean, how how important was that? Do you think to to kickstart what came what came after? Uh, you know, I remember talking to Grant Bradburn at great length about the the mindset change with everybody sitting around a table after the 2016 World Cup and saying, look, 
you know, we need to do things differently. Um, but in many ways, that tournament was the starting point of, of, of things. Um, how, how have things kind of evolved from your perspective? Yeah, I, I think it had a little bit to do with it. I think um, as a group of players, we were still learning there and we're always learning, but we were very much at a start of a journey. And that was something that um, did relieve a little bit of pressure and uh, made us relax a little bit. But at the same time, we all agreed to go down um, a different road and uh, just trying to keep challenging ourselves to become um, better and to become the best associate. And that's that's something that um, wasn't an end goal. It was just something that we wanted just to just to have as a norm. We wanted to set the standards in associate cricket and then and then do well in against the four members and and we want to feel um when we're playing against the four members that we're well and truly um on par if not better than them and i think that's something that we're starting to prove especially if we go back to that england win and all the close performances we've had uh like last year against um, afghanistan and sri lanka for example you know um we not only did we make them worry we're in a good chance in both games to win that game and it just didn't quite happen for us whether that was the rain or or whatever, um, we're certainly well on the way to uh, to uh, beating four members more consistently, more consistently, and also you know being top of the tree for associates. Yeah, I mean your own journey as part of that has been a fascinating one as well. I remember interviewing back in you back in 2018 before the World Cup qualifier in Zimbabwe, um, and you talking about how you felt that you've been perhaps guilty of overcomplicating things a little in the past that you that you wanted to to not overthink in your own game that you were maybe thinking about how a format should be played rather than actually the, the physical playing of the ball in front of you almost how have things evolved since then what's different in the in the George Munsey game or the or the mindset from that time of a couple of years ago yeah it's an interesting one really because I got I got put into a role that I probably wasn't very familiar with and I actually just went on uh, YouTube and online and stuff and looked about looked at how people batted at number five and I, I kind of forgot the way that I played and got myself into that role and got given that opportunity and I started to to uh, to try and emulate other batters with completely different techniques and I think the biggest thing when you're working with other people and you know you're coaching away is is, is that everyone's got an individual game and I think that's something I fortunately got the time and the opportunity given to me to learn my game in that role. And I think that's been a big key to my success batting in the middle order in one day cricket is is I've learned what I can do and how I can implement my skills to uh, each situation. And what's the target now? That's a, that's a good point. Um, I'm, I'm really excited, actually. I think, I think cricket as a whole is growing in Scotland. It's great to see so many people now not only... Knowing there's there's a there's a Scottish cricket team that's doing quite well, but they're actually now following us, which is really exciting. I think as an individual, I'm I'm really enjoying T20 cricket and white ball cricket, and I'm just looking to to play as much as I can and um, just keep learning from my experiences and and bring them back into the the Scotland dressing room. And I think the Scotland cricket team as a whole is in a really good place to really kick on now and and and, and get the consistency and performances we want. And it's really exciting to see such a large squad who who can all go out on the on the pitch and do a great job for Scotland. Um, whereas probably a few years ago, we're guilty of probably only having 15 or 16 guys. We're now looking pushing past 20, 
and um, we're just off to Lamanga for a training camp, for example. And you look down the list, there's 21 players going. You just look, and there's a few that aren't going that would also be there. And you're just thinking, any one of those guys would be a great addition to making a, a very successful successful Scotland eleven. George, it's been absolutely fascinating again. Thanks ever so much for your time. Thank you.